Welcome everybody and thank you for tuning in to the first episode of Bro Fitness with Rich. My name is Rich Rivera, um, better known as Rich. And this is a very simple podcast. Um, my goal with this podcast is honestly just to share the simple love of fitness that I have and that I, other people that I know have. Um, the reason why I wanted to start this podcast I have many reasons, uh, one of them being that as a fan of fitness, I listen to a lot of podcasts on fitness and working out, I listen to audio books, um, I read books on working out on every aspect of fitness, I talk to a lot of people, and one thing that I realize is that the thing about books and podcasts that a lot of these um, well-known professional trainers have is that they try to break it down as simple as possible and a lot of them are really good at it um but when it comes to like just everyday fitness um it's very hard to find somebody who just can give you something that you can carry out throughout your day um and so the 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 purpose that i have for this is just to share experiences that I, I learn on a daily basis. Um, try to get, you know, as many people that I know that I love fitness as much as I do um, and get their input on how fitness inf- impacted their life, how um, how they grow day by day, um, how they learn day by day and things that they tried, um, things that they succeed on and things that they have failed on, things that they know that work for them or people around them. So general idea of the podcast is just to have conversations with regular people, regular everyday people about how they go about working out and just living a fit lifestyle every day. But on this podcast, on the first one, it's just me. And uh, I thought that it'd be a good idea as the start of the podcast to just basically share with you guys how fitness is a big part of my life. Um, so if we take it back to the beginning, to the very beginning, uh, I think growing up in Puerto Rico where I grew up at, um, I was always, I wasn't always as big as I am now. Um, that's one thing that I, I, I find funny when people look at me and because of my size now, they think that, you know, this has always been like a blessing, like like God's gift to me has always been being big and people always bring up genetics and st- stuff like that. And it has a part of it, but it, I, it hasn't always been a part of my life. Um, growing up as a kid, I was a small kid. I was a skinny kid, but I had people around me all the time who were like my my motivation always when it comes to fitness um growing up i grew up with my mom and a stepdad and i had my dad with me um on the weekends and growing up my dad was like known for just being big um he was known for many things but one of the things that i i I always saw people mention when it come to my dad was always just how big he was my dad was always into into uh, weightlifting and 
working out and so he be- he became really really known basically for that um i had my dad so i had my dad i had my uncle who was also into into lifting a lot but was also into boxing and he trained a lot of guys so throughout my life i got to see what fitness was in in a very small level by just watching my dad watching my uncles um and i learned very quickly you know for my for my dad um my dad was always a big pro wrestling fan and i think that's where he got most of the his motivation for fitness and and getting big and stuff um from that um my dad got me into you know a, being a big fan of pro wrestling and that's that that even fueled me more you know seeing all those giant dudes and then seeing all the people around me being in shape i think to me that's always something i wanted to be you know being a small kid i in my mind i always told myself like i, I always want to be the guy that people see and say man i want to be that big i want to be that that fit and so fitness has always been a part of uh, of my of my daily thing um i was always relatively good at at, at sports i was pretty athletic as a kid um i think i've done almost every sport growing up i did basketball back when i was in puerto rico i did basketball I did baseball track and field um i trained boxing with my uncle for a little bit um i didn't get to box when i was a kid because my mom wouldn't let me but i did get to try a lot of sports and i and i being active and being and training and working out for for all these sports always was a part that i loved um so growing up in puerto rico till i was about 16 you know most of my working out most of my training was always due to sports um over there um when it comes to sports it's not like the, it's not like in the states over there you 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 get good at the sport by doing the sport and one of the things that i learned when i moved to the states um for the last time when i was uh i think i was just about to start my sophomore year in high school was that the approach to fitness when it came to sports was a lot different than what i what i was used to um, for example, one of the first sports that I tried out for in high school was baseball. And I thought that just like in Puerto Rico, all we were going to do was play baseball. What I didn't know is that baseball had a preseason, and before that preseason was conditioning. And uh, that's the that's basically where I learned that um, – there's a lot of training and a lot of working out and a lot of strength and conditioning to uh, the sports here in the States. Um, but before that, I forgot one thing. Let me take you back. Um, when I turned 15 was the first time that I got to join my dad in actually working out. Um, very basic stuff, very basic um, weightlifting splits and and very simple, you know, like the the stereotypical like Monday chest day. You know, I think we used to do like 
chest and arms on Monday. Tuesday, we would do like back and shoulders. And on Wednesday, we would just find an excuse to not do legs. Um, <laughs> my dad was a very big proponent of never do leg day. So we never did leg day. But going back to, to the States, when I moved here, I realized, you know, with, with, with learning with baseball, that conditioning was a very important thing. Um, I started falling in love with more and more of, of the weightlifting, um, the training aspect, getting in the weight room, learning in the weight room. Um, and then I realized very quickly that being strong and getting big actually came very easy to me. Um, and so the, the, the more easy I f it felt, you know, the harder I went and the more I learned. And so very quickly in my, in my sophomore year, um, I went from being maybe 160 something pounds to like, I want to say like 180 by the time my sophomore year ended. Um, and I started getting known as like the big guy in the baseball team. I didn't make the baseball team. I didn't. I failed totally because uh, I got too into the conditioning and I never actually went back and practiced baseball. So by the time trials came around, totally failed at that. But um, but the weight room thing stuck to me. Um, training and conditioning always stuck to me. So once sophomore year ended, my, my junior year came around and uh, I signed up for a weightlifting class on both my semesters. And, uh, you know, I learned more in those classes. I, I, I got stronger. I got bigger. <clears throat> Excuse me. I got stronger. I got bigger. Um, and I tried out for baseball again. But I think that time, by the time that uh, trials came around on, that, on my junior year, I was, so, I was so much bigger than what I used to that I just did not have – the body movement, the, the functionality of my, like, I just was not functional when it came to baseball anymore because I had grown so much that, like, my throwing arm, like, I, I would throw one time. Like, I, I used to be a pitcher, so I would try to pitch, you know, once I got big and I almost threw out my arm immediately. So for the second time and the last time, I didn't make the team. Very sad day. Very sad days for me. But I didn't make the team. And so I just came back, and uh, my second semester came around, and I just went back into weightlifting class. We went back, and I just decided, you know what? I'm just going to focus on weightlifting and uh, get as big as I can. That was my goal for my from the end of my junior year to my senior year. And then hanging out with friends, one of my friends, Michael at the time, you know, brought brought up the idea of maybe playing football because I was a big guy or a bigger guy at the, at that time. And I had never played football in my life. Um, but I knew that the football guys were the biggest guys. I knew they were going to be in the weight room a lot. And so he convinced me to go in there for preseason, for, you know, for preseason uh, pre workouts. And I went in there and – I fell in love with the training like I always do. I, you know, I got I got bigger, I got stronger. Um, I learned a little bit of football, not enough to be any good at all. But um, I learned, I truly learned what hard work was. 
during my, my time in football. Um, one of the biggest things that I, till this day, I remember, um, and one of the biggest lessons when it comes to hard work was I had a friend named Mike who at the time for years was already known as like the guy around the school. Like this was the one guy. Everybody knew he was going to go play football in college. Everybody knew he was big and fast. And in everybody's eyes, including myself, he was like the God-given talent, right? And I think for a lot of people who didn't know him, you know, including myself, uh, we all assumed that his his success came basically just from being gifted at the sport of football. But um, towards the end of my junior year, I actually became really good friends with Mike. And he convinced me that, you know, to, to come in and to do summer workouts before our senior year and train with him and practice with him and try to learn as much football as I can before the season actually started. And one of the things that I learned from him during those workouts was just how hard he worked. Um, I remember, I don't remember the exact day, but I remember the exact moment. I remember I was with, it was me and him and all the coaches, all the the, uh, defense coaches. And we were outside and it was hot. And he was with, like, two coaches, and I was with two. And I was learning the basics, and he was doing his thing. And I remember that day being one of the hardest, like, physical days I had ever, like, had in my life. Like, I remember just the drills, the training, the running, the sprinting, the the, the burpees, the up-downs, the everything I did. I remember just at the end of it all, I just remember looking. I remember just looking around and just sitting down on the ground like, yo, this sucks. Like, this is a lot of work. And then I remember looking at the other side of the field and they were drilling him like 10 times harder than what I was doing. And I remember that was the first time I ever looked at somebody who I thought, you know, was gifted talent. And I realized, like, there is no gifted talent. Everything is hard work. It's just people don't see hard work. Uh, People just see the end result of hard work, and they make assumptions out of that. And my good friend Mike, who later became one of my best friends till this day, um, taught me that that day. Um, Taught me the definition of hard work. But so senior year came around. I sucked at football. Um, continue on with training, continue on get, uh, hitting the weight room every day in, in school. Um, after school, I joined the Army. Um, very quickly realized how much uh, getting big did not work. <laughs> uh, getting big cannot be the only thing you do. I remember, I think throughout my whole Army career from beginning to end, I have probably might be one of the few soldiers who ever failed almost every single group run I was in. I hate running till this day. I hated it every day in my army career. And uh but it taught me a lot. Um my first year in the army we we got to deploy and 
one of the things that you know you do when you're deployed, if you're, especially if you're in a small base and you don't have a lot to do, you gotta hope that somebody somewhere brings up enough equipment so you can have a gym. And uh, thankfully, back in my in 2012 when I deployed for the first time, we had enough to make a pretty pretty good makeshift uh, gym. And so, my team leader at the time, a guy by the name of Sergeant Grant, my buddy Raina. And myself, who were all in one team, uh, we just decided that our hangout time, our relaxing time, would all be spent trying to get as big and as strong as possible. Um, whenever we had no missions and days off or whenever we had an afternoon off, we were going to just work out. We were going to train and, and, and get as in the best shape possible uh, when it came to weightlifting as possible. So during that uh that year i remember i read two giant books i read the arnold the arnold uh encyclopedia of weightlifting if you have never seen that book it's a giant book on just literally every group muscle or every muscle group and every exercise imaginable um and then i read a second one that i think is basically the part two and it's called i believe it's called uh 21st century encyclopedia of bodybuilding and in that book i learned you know like professional workouts how to how to uh come up with your own routine uh splits how to how to work i think in a better more efficient way uh it's the best way i could possibly describe um that book and so using those two books using what i knew from high school and using my friends as a reference um we actually you know i think i went from being by the time we came back home at the end of that deployment we went from being or i went from being 190 pounds to i think i was like 225 when i came back and I was the biggest I've probably ever been since that year. Um, I was 19, and I had a, way too much energy, and I would just refuse to get tired. So I, we hit the gym twice, sometimes maybe three times. Um, we hit it hard, and uh, we got we got huge. <laughs> and that year, fitness and just lifting weights became like the thing that I was known for. Um, I know in my company specifically, and I think around the whole base, I just became known as like Rivera, the, the, the big guy, just the giant Hispanic guy. And so, um, and I actually enjoyed that. Um, it became kind of my thing. So working out became my thing. Uh, so when we came back to the States, um, things continued. Uh, I tried learning more about weightlifting. I tried learning more about bodybuilding. Um, bodybuilding became more my focus. So just getting big was about all I was focused on. Uh, till about 2014, the beginning of 2014, or maybe early, no, I want to say midway through 2013, um, I changed uh, leadership and because of that um 
the sergeant who was in charge of me at the time and in charge of my squad was really big into CrossFit. So on top of all my weightlifting and my bodybuilding, now I had to learn CrossFit. And for those of you who have tried CrossFit and those of you who have not, um, that's a completely different world when it comes to uh, the fitness aspect of everything. Um, it's a lot more explosiveness. It's a lot more endurance. It's a lot more uh, more of a, <clears throat> let's see how's the best way this it would be described. It's more of a, um, I am drawing, <clears throat> drawing a blank on words right now. Let's just say it's more of an endurance sport. It's more of a uh, rapid workout. Um, it's not just like, it's not bodybuilding. It's completely the opposite. In bodybuilding, you get to take your time, you know, do every rep, you know, as perfect as possible. In CrossFit, um, as famous as it is now, I, I almost guarantee everybody knows what CrossFit is. It's a lot of speed, a lot of explosiveness, a lot of get things done as much as, much as you can in a short amount of time. And uh, it's a very competitive thing, not just with yourself, but with the people you're working out with. And uh, I think in the Army now, um, by the time I left, I think it was like taken over as primary way of like working out. Um, at least in my, in my opinion, um, it's a little bit more of functional movement. It's a little bit, it, it, I think it helps, I think, especially in the military, it helps you prepare more for the kind of work that military people do. And so I think that's why, um, it kind of swept, you know, the, the, especially in Fort Bragg where I was, where I was, it kind of like took over. Um, it became everybody's little focus. It became everybody basically became like obsessed with it. Um, so between th the end of 2013 and deploying again in 2014, my approach to my level of fitness changed completely. Cause now I wanted to be big. I wanted to do all my weightlifting and my bodybuilding like I do. And like I did at that point, because, uh, I just like being big. There's a certain way I like looking. Uh, but then I also like the competitiveness and the uh, sense of achievement you get from CrossFit. So during my second deployment, I remember my, my, my routine was basically on my days off was I would wake up and I would go to a CrossFit class with my sergeant and some of my friends. Then I would come back. I do what I had to do for the day. And sometime around lunch, I would go to the regular gym. Now I hit the weights. And I come back and do what I had to do in the afternoon. And then at night, I would run. Uh, I tried forcing myself to run a lot during that deployment just because um, I failed a lot of PT tests. And uh, I didn't want to get in trouble. But one of the things I did know, and I didn't notice, was that CrossFit actually helped my running. Uh, so for those of you who like endurance sports and like endurance uh, activities. Maybe CrossFit's the way to go because it, it really did help me. It, it, it helped improve me and not just in my PT score, but just like during my missions and, and doing all the things we did and carrying all the weight we did. Um, 
those type of movements as long as you do them carefully as long as you learn from somebody um who teaches you how to do everything well and you don't get hurt uh you should be able to perform all these things better um so that was like basically a breakdown um from then till now and uh now the reason the second reason why I'm doing this podcast is because I know a lot. I'm not that's not bragging, but I I've like I said at the beginning, I have forced myself to learn as much as I can because this fitness is a big part of my life. Um it's a big part of who I am. But one of the things that I've noticed in the in the in the past four years after I left the army was that um a lot of my fitness things and my fitness motivations were I want to say external um I always thought while I was in the army that my drive and my motivation and my discipline to go into the gym no matter what to you know hit everything as hard as possible to to always put 120 percent into everything i did i always thought that that was my my discipline my self-discipline my 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 self-motivation and learning throughout the years outside of the army i've learned that it it's not necessarily the case it, it it's it's kind of a hard thing to explain but one of the things that i've learned after getting out of the army is you know when you're a young kid like I was, right out of high school, and you have no actual life experience, um, the Army makes it real easy for you to have a simple, a simple life. You know, when I was in the Army, I had a, I had a barracks room, so I didn't have to worry about, you know, the stress of finding somewhere to live. I had a cafeteria where I would go get three or four meals a day. And I had my job. I had one job, and that's be an infantryman. And you get in a routine, you get in a life lifestyle. And when you have a very simple lifestyle where you don't have to make a lot of choices, going doing extra things like going to the gym are are a little bit more simple. Um, being motivated is a little bit more simple. And so, getting out of the army. Um, in my experience, you kind of revert back to who you were before the army. And I had nothing to revert to because you can't revert to being a high school kid. So getting out and learning actual civilian's lifestyle and actual like civilian adult lifestyle of getting a house, getting a car, getting a job, you know, doing all the basic things and then trying to still uphold the same level of motivation and discipline that you that I used to have didn't come as easy as I thought it was. Um, over the past four years, I literally watched myself like decrease almost every year on just how how motivated and the level of like discipline that I have. You know, and, and now in 2018, 
I'm at the point where like I have this lack of motivation that I can't explain to myself um, because I know the level of motivation that I can have and I know the level of discipline that I'm supposed to have, but I don't. And that's a big part of why I want to do this podcast, because if I do this podcast, if I if I. It, it helps me keep myself accountable. And my goal is that maybe I'm not the only one that feels that way. Maybe I've met a lot of people who always tell me, like, man, I wish I could be in shape. I just don't know how I don't have the discipline or the, or the motivation. And a lot of people see me and I'm a pretty big dude and. I, I do enough to stay in shape. And so I think people assume that because I, I'm still pretty big and I look in shape, people assume that I don't know what the struggle of being not motivated is or that I don't know that what being undisciplined feels like. And over the past four years, I've, I've, I've dealt with that. I've been dealing with that and I still deal with it every day. Um, there's, you know, aspects of my life where like, some people would say like, is, you know, how do I, how do I explain this? Like, you know, I, I've talked to people that know what motivation is. And a couple of months ago, I talked to somebody who is a, basically a therapist and uh, I was just telling them that, you know, how just how I've been feeling over the past few years and just the decrease in motivation and and, and uh, discipline. And I was just sharing my life with them. And, and uh, they told me, like, I don't know whether, like, maybe have you, have you ever thought that because of how you lived in the Army, because of all the intensity that you lived with in the Army, that because you're now not on that level of like intensity that it kind of caused you to get kind of like it's very easy to say depressed um i don't like to say that because i it's i don't want to put myself in that victim mentality but uh but i i I am i am finding it very hard to get motivated these days um for the past maybe four or five months um literally every single morning i have an alarm for four o'clock in the morning and i get up and i shut down the alarm and i tell myself get to the gym and then somehow i convince myself to stay in bed um so when people tell me that i don't know what it feels like to be unmotivated i promise you i know exactly what you're talking about and that's the exact reason why I wanted to do this podcast, because I want to not only do I want to get back to the level of discipline and motivation that I know I'm supposed to have, but I also want to encourage people who don't have that to learn that they can get there. Um, and so the purpose of this podcast is one, share information experiences and overall strategies on fitness and just the lifestyle that fitness can give you 
Number two, encourage as many people as possible to understand that they can be motivated, that you can be disciplined. It just takes work. And number three, just have fun. Talk to as many people as possible and just uh, bullshit around and laugh. So um, that's a good 30-something minutes for an introduction. Um, Podcast-wise and, I guess, timeline-wise, I I haven't put too much thought on how I'm going to do this podcast or who I'm going to have on the podcast or exactly when. I just wanted to get it started just, again, to just... I needed something to start holding myself accountable of. And so what I'm going to try to do is from the day you from the day I upload this podcast every 2 weeks I'm going to do another one whether it's by myself or a friend or somebody who some personal trainer that I find or just some random guy some random guy at a goals gym or a planet fitness maybe not planet fitness there's not really too much fitness at planet fitness anyways I'm going to find somebody to talk fitness with I promise I'm going to try to make it fun. I'm going to try to make it funny. Um, try to make it my own. And uh, share with you guys as much as possible. I know I was all over the place. Um, it's kind of hard talking to yourself and staying in track. And uh, But I'm going to get better. This is all going to get better. I promise it's not going to be this boring every single time. So I, if you listen to all this, I thank you. And uh, hopefully by the time episode two comes around, it's a little bit better. So thank you guys for listening to the first episode of Bro Fitness with Rich. Oh, one more thing. If you want to keep track of my of me, maybe you want uh, a figure of a good way of keeping track with my workouts is make a different Instagram. So if you want to follow me on Instagram at brofitness.rich, um, I'm going to try to do my best to uh, post as many of my, my workouts as possible. So, um, again, that's brofitness.rich on Instagram. Uh, you can find me there and just talk shit to me. Maybe you just tell me you hate the podcast and that I suck. But anyways, thank you guys for listening to the first episode of Bro Fitness with Rich. My name is Rich, and I'm out. <laughs>